So I'm excited. I'm excited now. This was a hard, it was a hard adjustment for me and I'm not afraid to say so. Um, I'm super attached to corporate worship. I'm super attached to just having the entire church surrounding me as I come into the presence of the Lord. I love, I love, love coming together. Um, so on, on my, on my list of love being on film, not high, not high on the list. Um, but I'm excited now because I know that in situations like these, God is moving. God is working. No. Um, this is not like he foresaw this. And that's um, a huge thing um, that just brings me so much peace is that you read in the word, Jesus Christ is, yes, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No. He doesn't change. <clears throat> and he's not bound by time. God is not bound by time. And so he's already been here. He's already been in my tomorrow. He's been there. He's made the way for me, for us, for this. Um, it's, none of it is a surprise to him. And so I put my trust in him, not in tomorrow, not in, I don't put my trust in my abilities, heavens no. Um, I don't put my trust in what I can see. Um, I put my trust in who he is and I meditate I honestly, when I find anxiety or I find, um, I find uh, fear trying to creep up, and it does, it does for all of us, um, when I find that happening, I remind myself of who he is and that he has gone before me. He has made the way for me, and I meditate on who he is and on that fact, and it really releases me into peace. It releases me into peace. Amen. And then I just, the Lord has just been speaking. Uh, he's had so many words regarding this time to so many different people. Uh, someone in our church, I mentioned in a previous video, that they had a dream that Liz and I were going to be sharing with the congregation, uh, not from the stage, but from somewhere else. They said in front of a fireplace, so I'm expecting that at some point in time. But that we would be sharing because the church couldn't gather together in a large group. And this was weeks ago. And this was weeks before any of the coronavirus restrictions were put on, before even the 50 or 250 person limit was put on, uh, long before the 10. And so we knew this was coming. God knew this was coming. We didn't know it, but God was preparing us. And I really feel like this is just a time of preparation. This is a time for the church to be prepared to get ready. It's a time for just us as a, as a uh, global church to be in unity, getting ready to see what God's going to do. And I truly believe this is a time for miracles. This is a time yeah. for high expectations. Definitely. This is a time for us as a church body to be digging deeper into God's word, to spend more time worshiping, to be together as a family, uh, to be doing family things together that we haven't done in the right. past. There's so much opportunity in this time. And we have to pray for those who are being affected by this and pray for those in the medical field praying for those countries in our country and commanding and asking the name of Jesus that this virus stops in Jesus' name. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, we need to look at this as an opportunity to gather together in smaller groups all across the world and worship together collectively with one voice together. Right. So we're going to worship this morning. we got two songs for you. Uh, we're excited to do that. Uh, we're going to just... Uh, sing these songs, and we'll take communion after that. So if you just joined, I just encourage you to get some communion elements ready. Uh, we're going to do that as a family. So before we do that, we're going to do a call to worship together. I'm going to read Psalm 9, uh, 9 through 11. Uh, if, you, if you have your Bible with me, you, you know you can turn there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read this together. It says this. It says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, 
a refuge in times of trouble. Our Lord, he is a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. He has not forsaken those who seek him. And it says in verse 11, Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time as we're gathering together in smaller groups. Father, you are with us. We can sense it. We're excited for what you're going to do this morning and in families' lives and in people's lives. And we just come to you and worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us worship.
has open arms. He will never fail us. He will never fail
privilege to come together and worship. Um, if you're if you're meeting with us, and this is like a first time thing, if you're not a regular attender at our church, if attending church is not something you regularly do, um, I just want you to know that um, you've been on my heart. 
since early this morning and so many people have been on our hearts this week as we are worshiping Jesus, as we are praying over our families and over our church and over our church community, if praying and turning to Jesus isn't something you've done, um, it all begins with a prayer. And it's a really simple prayer of, God, I'm seeking you. They say a lot of things about you, and here I am this morning, and I'm looking, I'm looking for something, and I'm looking, God, to you this morning for something. Show me who you are this morning. If you pray that prayer, he will show you. Amen. He will reveal himself Amen. to you this morning. He'll speak to your heart. He'll show you some things. And he'll do it. He'll do it through this service. Or he'll do it through the, the infinite ways that he speaks to us. Um, but if that's you this morning, if you're just looking, if you're looking because in this time, in these times, um, our security, the things we hold on to for security, they're being stripped away, you know? And um, Jason and I were talking this morning, and you know, it's the poor. The poor have a heart that are open to the Lord. And the reason is they do not have the security of wealth. They do not have the security of finances. They only, they find themselves without, without a hope, without a rock solid peace and a source for hope. And, um, for financial provision, for food, for protection for their families. And they come to that knowledge quicker. Um, and it, we live in a country where, you know, financial security is almost the norm for most people. And even our poorest people are wealthy in some of the other countries around the world. And so we had that conversation today. Um, and even in our financial abundance, even, even um, in our households where God is... Um, we've been provided for in these times you know we're we're seeking god more and more and that's such a good thing it's such a good thing so if this is your first time if you are if you're tuning into local churches because you're saying okay i need something more to stand on i'm i'm looking for peace money can't buy peace money money a full pantry of food cannot buy you joy I can attest to that. Man, I've had to fight for my joy this week. I've had to fight for my peace this week. I'm providing, scratch that, God is providing food and he's providing peace and joy for my family of 10 people. So like when you go to the grocery store, they say limit one jar of peanut butter. That's like breakfast for our family. That's like one meal. Um, so, you know, fear wants to come in and, and that voice wants to come in on us just like, just like everyone else. We're not immune to it, but we... I just turn right to the source. I just cry out in prayer right then and there. And I remind myself, God, you are our provider. You are the source. You've been in our tomorrow and there's peanut butter there in Jesus name. So, um, so we're excited that you're all here. We're excited that our church family is here. We're excited because God's going to reveal some things to us today. Faith is going to build. Faith is going to build this morning. The Lord gave me a scripture this morning, uh, out of John six. Verse 27, it says, Do not labor for the food with which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. Yes. <laughs> We're not laboring for the food at the grocery store at Wegmans River. We are laboring in this time, seeking Him, looking to Him, because the Bible says He's a rewarder of those yes. who diligently seek Him. So which is the Son of Man will give you, because the 
God the Father has set his seal on him, on Jesus. And it says that in verse 28, when they said to him, what shall we do that we may the works, that we receive the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who sent me. The work of God, exactly what Liz was saying, the work of God is that you will believe in him who was sent to us. And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And so we're going to take a moment here. Uh, we're going to kind of move into a time of communion. Uh, as you have a, as the opportunity, maybe run to the kitchen right now, or maybe you guys are already ready. Uh, but we just want to spend that time. I'm going to close this time of worship here in prayer. And then we're going to just have a time of communion. So I encourage you to get ready for that now if you can. Heavenly Father, I just thank you what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, that you are moving in our midst. That even as we gather in small groups all across Erie County and beyond in multiple counties I know are represented in our church, that we are collectively raising a hallelujah up to you. We are collectively seeking you even greater today than we were yesterday. And our heart's cry is that we seek you more and more. That our labor is not for food for the table, but for the word of God as we seek you, Father. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing in our church and in our lives. Father, we thank you for uh, just ministering to us this morning already and everything you have in store for us for the rest of this morning in our families and in our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're going to gather just, if you're with us, you can grab your elements. Uh, and I just want to read a scripture uh, that we kind of read every Sunday morning when we take communion together. And it's out of 1 Corinthians 11, or 1 Corinthians 1, uh, and then I'm going to start in verse 23 when I'm going to read this. But what I want to do is just take a moment that this, this is a representation of what Jesus did for us. His body broken, his blood shed for our sins, for our healing, for everything that we need in this time. This is a time to seek him and to thank him for all that he has done. So the Bible says, For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. We had given thanks. He broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this bread, or eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Father, we thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for your body broken and your blood shed. Father, we thank you as we take this time to reflect uh, more personally in our own lives as we take this time away from maybe our jobs or things that are going on. Father, that we would just reflect, Father God, as to what you've done for us. Father, that we would just begin to see the things in our lives that needs to change. Taking a time of repentance out to say, Lord, I just need help in this area. I need to change this area. I need to change that area. And that the Holy Spirit will reveal to each and every one of us the changes that we need to make in our lives as we repent, as we turn from those things and turn our hearts to seek you. 
We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you're at home, you can turn around and greet each other and say hello. If you're by yourself, that's okay. We say hello to you. Uh, this is normally our time of greeting uh, that we go together. And we kind of move into a time of announcements of things that are going on. And so if you want to share, honey, a few things uh, that are going on from an announcement perspective, updates from our church. Um, mostly all events are canceled at the moment right. until further notice. Um, as things change and as things develop, of course, we'll continue to communicate through social media, on our website. Uh, we have... Uh, Good. I'm giving the announcements. Good. You take you over. Can, he can, he, he's, well, you're welcome to give the announcements. Um, well, as he was saying, so we've started a YouTube account. Um, and that way you can access videos and video announcements that we do throughout the week. Um, I like doing videos more than live. I mean, this is my first live, and hey, it's great. Um, but when we do updates, and it's very informational, um, sometimes we'll post a video, and we post it on Facebook, but you'll also be able to access it on YouTube. And you do not have to have a YouTube account in order to access it. So um, we'll put that information out there um, whenever we do an update so that it's more accessible. Um, also, we have an Instagram account. Um, so if you are on Instagram, I invite you to go, and what happens on Instagram? Do we like we, we like, we follow. follow. We follow yeah. on Instagram. Okay, so if, if you are on Instagram, um, you can go on there and follow us. An update on Kid Corner. So um, our church is in the process, if, if you're visiting, our church is in the process of moving kids' ministry into the sanctuary. Um, and I'm really excited. I think it's, I think God's going to do a big thing here. I, I really do um, because he's leading in this. And we are continuing to make progress <clears throat> in setting that corner up. Um, and obviously the packing party, you know, that was supposed to be today isn't happening. And when, what we're doing is we're preparing the corner so that when we can gather again together, those bags are going to be ready. So um, we are planning on packing the bags for the kids and um, that corner it is our intention that it will be all ready to go when we are able to gather again um, as a large group. So something else I wanted to talk about while we're waiting for Pastor Jason, um, not an announcement so much, but down at youth night um, last Sunday, we were downstairs, we had a youth night last Sunday, we had 15 youth, it was really exciting, it was great to see life um, and just life in the youth room. Um, we had a great time, and Andy, I almost said Pastor Andy, um, which my daughter Ruby Lou declared that Andy <laughs> should be a pastor and that she will marry him. She is six, and yeah. he's, I think, 38, so we're thinking not on the marriage part, but he brought a great word to the youth um, about kingdom, and he just really was reaching out to them and really wanting to instill in them a kingdom mindset and just an understanding of what it means to be a part of a kingdom. And we don't live that way here in this country. So, you know, we're kind of slower. I mean, we're America. We're America. You know, we don't have a king that rules over us. You know, we govern ourselves. So um, it's, a, it's a more of a foreign concept to us. Um, but he really did this amazing job of instilling this kingdom drawing their eyes toward a kingdom mindset. Mm. And part of living in a kingdom is having purpose. Mm. Um, and he just encouraged them to read about kingdom in the Bible and about all the things Jesus said about the kingdom of God and our part in it. Um, and I was just really excited about that. Um, and I wanted to share, I hope our youth are joining in with us. 
um, today. And then I also wanted to encourage you, if you didn't have the opportunity to come last Sunday evening and hear Jeremy Gall speak, now we were downstairs with the youth, right. so this week we listened on our website, we listened to his message, and I thought it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it built my faith up. Um, it just built my faith up. And this week I needed to build my faith. I feel like this this thing that's going on, I mean, I see so much blessing in it. And I, I mean, I'm taking hold of the blessing in it. I am, I am seeking the blessing and I'm, I'm squeezing the blessing out of it. And that is, um, before service today, Sydney had prayed and it's like, this is, uh, this is a real good look at our own hearts. It's a, it, we take a real good look at what is the state of our faith? What is the state of our heart? Um, when life as we know it comes to kind of like a grinding halt or takes a left turn, we really see that. And this week for me, I don't know what your week has been like or what's been going on, you know, in your inner, in your inner man and the early morning hours when you're, when you're there. (laughs) Um, but for me, it was girl, you are striving, you are working hard and you are growing weary. Um, and I needed to build my faith. I needed to build my faith this week. So, um, the last thing I'm going to share at this point is Something I discovered this week, and this is really good for the youth, but it's really good for me, mm. is I, w- I realized I need to continue in memorizing scripture. Um, I just, as adults, we just kind of don't make that a priority. We do it with our kids. So we do memorize scripture. Um, currently, we're using Seeds Family Worship. I encourage you um, to go on Spotify, check out their website. This is music that is anointed. It truly is. Yeah. So is. this guy is doing, because we're home. And we've got the eight kids at home, so we've got them separated into classes. And um, this guy has Bible class with the little ones, and they do Seeds Family Worship. And there's motions and a song, and he's like moved as he's watching it, the anointing that's on this. And it's straight scripture, and it's music that's... It's not kid. Right. I mean, it's it's right. kid, but it's it's enjoyable to listen to. It's like in my head all day long. Yeah. Even Ruby said fantastic. it before. Even Ruby said it before bed the one night. She's like, Dad, Dad, I just can't get this song out of my head. I just keep singing it over and over. And I'm just like, Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yep. It was Joshua one nine. Like, so she's got this in her head. Be and she's and just courageous. be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, I haven't remembered it. That's right. So, I mean, it's just, it's really a cool thing to get engaged with your kids uh, for scripture members in a fun way a that fun the kids way. enjoy. You know? So, and then for me, I have this tendency, I'm, I'm in a house with 10 people. Um, and that overwhelms me sometimes. And so I have a tendency to like, I just want to go on my phone. Just give me five minutes. And I found some apps that are Bible memorization apps. Mm. So, I mean, I picked Hebrews eleven six. It's not that I didn't know Hebrews eleven six, but I really wanted to, you know, I just wanted to try out the app and I wanted to really make sure I knew every word of Hebrews eleven right. six. And um, I was going to share those apps with you guys just because y'all are home and there's really right. good ways. Now is the time. It's the time to build your faith. Amen. It's not the time to sit back. You know, this is, it's more important than ever. Um, and it's a time to diligently seek him. Yeah. It's time to ask him questions. He welcomes your questions. Yeah. He will answer your questions. So, um, message. am I preaching your message? <laughs> I usually do, um, accidentally, of course. Uh, the first app is called Verses. Um, that's one of the apps. And then the other app is just called Bible Memory. Um, I encourage you, check them out. I like to memorize in the New King James Version and 
I have to kind of finagle to get the version I want. But it, my kids, I was doing it with Grace. She memorized the scripture word for word perfectly in less than a minute, you know, and I took like at least a full day to get every word right. So it's, this is just, there's so many tools Amen. to build your faith. Um, but the best way is by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. <clears throat> Something else, uh, just as a church family, uh, you know, we give out, there's a paper devotional uh, that does come out uh, every three months, I believe it is. It's usually available in our lobby. Obviously, our lobby is not open. Uh, so if you do need a paper copy or you're, you want a paper copy of this, uh, you can just email the church at prayer. It's prayer at ecfchurch.org. Uh, and if you put that in there, give some information. Uh, our administrative team can follow up with you and make sure we get that sent out to you because we want to put stuff in your hands physically that you can use. Or you can download the app. Uh, there's a way, if you go to our website and you just start clicking around, you can see the devotional uh, link on our website. And then you can click on that and it walks you through step by step on how to download the app. And it gives, it's just a short devotional each day with a great scripture. I find it interesting the past couple days have been talking about money. So I know we're all, we're concerned about this, you know, the global financial crisis and we're watching the stock market and we're watching these, you know, so many people are out of jobs or losing jobs if they're in the non-essential business field. And uh, it's just a lot of time for prayer. And, you know, this book was written not by us, but whoever wrote this book wrote it long before they realized coronavirus was going to be happening. Right. And again, it's just God knowing what's happening and preparing people through the Holy Spirit to help minister in the right time and in the right place. So uh, I encourage you to either get online and check this out or email the church uh, so we can get that sent to you. The second thing is, is we have several families in our congregation who are willing to go uh, shop for you. So if you are in a really at risk or you're not feeling well or you've got some issues and concerns, you just don't want to go out. Uh, we've got a couple families in our church that are willing to go food shopping for you. I don't know exactly how to get that all worked out, but I just encourage you to call the church or email us at the same email, prayer at ecfchurch.org, and we can try to connect you with someone uh, who can help you do some shopping uh, just in this time because people need help uh, in this time. So what I also love is our church is a generous church. Our church is a giving church. So as soon as we announced, it was literally probably like an hour and a half after we said that we weren't going to have service on Sunday, I started getting text messages from people. It was like, how is the best way that I can give? What can I do to make sure I get my tithe in there? Is the church office open? Are you receiving mail? Uh, do I, should I do it online? How do I do it? Well, I just wanted to encourage you. There's, I see four different ways in which you can continue to give during this time. Uh, the first one is just put a check in the mail and send it in. You say, I don't have an offering envelope. That's okay. Just send it in. We'll figure it out. If you want to send a little note with it, if you've got specific things uh, you'd like to see it used for, but if you know just your general tithes and offerings, that's great. Send it in the mail. We are still have staff here uh, getting the mail, and we can, we can get those uh, checks in. The second thing is, if you are on normally on direct debit, uh, you can call the church, and Janie or Tammy will help you with that. Uh, you just They'll walk you through it. Maybe they'll send you a form or whatever, but they can get you set up with a direct debit, uh, which is a great way to give that can go ongoing, and then you can just tell them what you want that to be. The third way is through our website. If you just go to our website and click the Give button, I believe it's on the top right-hand corner, uh, to walk you through some steps to give online. Uh, and we usually encourage the, uh, through the bank transfer, the ACH, but you can also use credit card as well. Then the last way, you know, well, you can do the website on your phone as well, but the last way to do it is just to text 
84321. So take an amount, put it in there, and then text that to 84321. If you previously set it up, you're good, you're done. Uh, if you haven't, it'll take like two or three minutes just to walk through getting your banking or credit card information to get set up. And then in the future, you can do that every week, uh, however you want to give. And so we just encourage you again to continue to be generous during this time. Many people we know in our church have been affected by this financially. We want to be able to bless them and help them as well. So it's super important now, more than ever, for those especially who have not had their income affected to continue to give. Uh, one, we got bills, but secondary to that, honestly, is we want to be able to help people and be able to help them in these times of need. And then if you know people in small businesses right. that have restaurants, we've got a church, uh, we got a, a family in our church that has this uh, Mexican restaurant uh, just over the border in Ohio. Order from them. Go online. Do takeout. Take Call a drive. them. Take a drive. You know, go see the lake and just go pick up some food. We're not we're not totally required to stay in our homes uh, at the moment. So let's take advantage of that time and support the small businesses yeah. around. And I encourage you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. He will lead you. Um, he gave me a great idea for a local business. Um, that supports our church. I mean, in that they um, are, they were a sports and arts camp sponsor and they sell kids clothes on, they just sell kids clothes. Like they pay out 30% and then they sell the kids clothes. Well, we're using this time to go through some things in our house and uh, the Holy Spirit just said, give them. That's awesome. So I'm taking the best of the stuff that's moving out of the Ackerman house and I'm putting it aside for this business. And my plan is just to give it to them. I don't want my 30%. You keep it. You just sell it for pure profit. That's easy. And I mean, that's a Holy Spirit idea because I don't know. I just, I wasn't even thinking about it. So ask, ask the Lord, what can I do? What can I do? Because we each are, I'm equipped with a ton of kids clothes that I don't need. Right. So, I mean, he'll give you specific to where you have abundance and he'll call you out. He'll call you out to share it. Amen. So that's I, just to, I just want to read the scripture to you and then we'll just pray over the offering again. I already give the ways to, to give. It says in Malachi three verse uh, 10, uh, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and that you may try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the window of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not enough room to receive it. Yeah. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that as people continue to give uh, in ways that you're leading and guiding them for, that their barns will overflow. Yes. Father God, with just more of abundance so that they can help and share others, Father. Let us each of us see ourselves as distribution centers, not holding on mm -hmm. for, for t future times of, of being afraid or, or yeah. worry, but in faith that we begin to give and distribute to those in need mm -hmm. and knowing that the Lord, you will always, always, always provide for yes. us. And we thank you for it. And we just pray over every, um, every offering given today. Father God, as it comes in, Father, we just send blessings out to each and every one of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Um, I just feel like it's such a hallmark of the church, mm. you know, and it's, it's so counterintuitive, especially in these times, mm. that we are givers. Givers of smiles, givers sure. of help in the grocery store. We're not rushing. We're not pushing. We're not grabbing. Um, we are generous people who understand kingdom, kingdom... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. Kingdom yeah. principles. The more you give, mm. and it's greater to give than it right. is to receive. Mm. That is counterintuitive. Mm. That is the that is a light that will shine. Yeah. That is a light that will shine. Well, that I want to. <clears throat> we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna just give a, a message here this morning that I felt God put on my heart, and it's interesting. The Lord continues. Again, I've said this two times. Right, this is the third time. He has prepared us for such a time as this. 
He is preparing the church for such a time as this. I believe that, and based on what the Bible says, and I'm standing in the Bible, that he turns all things together for good. And so even this situation has some terrible tragedies and some really awful things. And our hearts go out for those who have lost loved ones, who are struggling, and the medical professionals who are working overtime yeah. and all the stuff that they're doing. I know that he will turn this together for good somehow, some way. And as we began this year, we had a series called Revival 2020. And, you know, initially you think like, well, how will revival come when everyone's quarantined and no one can come out? And I just felt in my spirit, that's exactly how revival is going to come. It's exactly how people will start turning their hearts back to him and start looking and seeking and searching. Who is this Jesus and what is he all about? Mm -hmm. And the series that got to put on my heart weeks and weeks ago, Sydney and I have been working on the graphic for it, is Jesus is and then just a blank. And what I wanted to do in this series over the next couple of weeks and even through Easter is let's just talk about who Jesus is. Jesus is blank. Jesus is healer. Jesus is savior. Jesus is perfect love. Jesus is everything that we need right now. I said, Lord, well, where do I start? I can come up with so many different places to go uh, where Jesus is and where do I start? And he wanted me to start, I really believe, is Jesus is healer. And the reason being is many of us who are watching, you know, this, this virus has not hit this area very hard and we're praying that it doesn't mm -hmm. and that it completely stays away. You say, well, why are you talking about healing now? Well, the story in the Bible that God gave me was when Jesus healed the man with leprosy. And I want you guys to turn there with me to that. I want you to turn to Luke uh, chapter five and I'm going to start in verse 12, Luke chapter five, verse 12. And before I read that, the Lord just had me do a little Google research on leprosy. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't read a ton about it. Uh, it's a little depressing if you get into it too much. Just like watching all of the news about everything that's happening with this coronavirus mm -hmm. and its effects on people and families can be depressing. So I would encourage you, just be careful on how much you feed limit on the it. news stream. Just limit it. Be aware. Be wise. Be informed. But don't dwell on it. Don't just pour that as being the only thing that you're getting. Well, I was looking at what leprosy is, and one, it's a terrible thing. What we're going through now, physically for people, is an absolutely terrible thing. With leprosy itself, it, was, it had pain, it had skin issues, there was rotting, there was people's, like, things were happening, body parts were, like, falling off, and it was this horrible thing. And, and he said, and as, as I was reading, they thought it was extremely contagious, and so here we are faced with something in our lives right now that is considered something extremely contagious. In fact, they thought that even breathing on each other would cause passing of leprosy. And so they would quarantine people who had leprosy. They would put them away. They'd put them aside. They wouldn't let them interact with anybody. They were actually cast out into isolation in order that they had to keep a certain distance. And I want to pick up in Luke 5 verse 12. And just see what this man with leprosy did. When he had this, I'm not saying any of us have leprosy. I'm not saying any of us have this coronavirus. But what I am saying is we can learn something from what this leprous man did and then see the response that Jesus made and see how Jesus is healer in this time. Jesus is the exact one that we need to be uh, turning and seeking at this time. It says, and it happened while he was in a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. So first of all, the man decided who had leprosy said, you know what? I need help. 
Many of you are watching online saying, I need help right now. I'm scared. I'm concerned. I'm fearful. I have physical pains. I've got, I just have all these challenges. I have anxiety and I'm worried and I need help. And so what it said is this man who was full of leprosy, leprosy saw Jesus. What that means is he went seeking. He went looking. He went searching. I'm not saying everyone start driving around looking for anything because we can find Jesus right here, right now, this morning, we can find Jesus. So this man who had this leprosy, supposed to be in isolation, he took a risk and said, you know what? I'm going to seek Jesus. I'm going to find this one who is everything that I need. Jesus is blank. He knew what Jesus was for him. And if we look at what this man did is he actually saw him. He saw Jesus. And so when we think about seeing Jesus, the story in the Bible I was reminded of is when Peter's eyes were focused on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. Yes. Peter's eyes focused on Jesus. The moment, we all know this, a lot of us know the story. Maybe if you're unchurched, maybe you don't know the story. But Jesus was walking on water. And Peter saw Jesus and he said, oh my goodness, like what's going on here? And he, and he kept his eyes focused on Jesus and he got out of the boat and he was able to walk on water. Yes, literally. Yes, it literally happened. And the amazing thing is, is was he, was, he was looking directly at Jesus. Yeah. And he did the impossible. Mm-hmm. Because of his connection with Jesus, because he was seeking Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we all know, well, again, we don't all know, but when Peter turned his eyes away from Jesus yeah. and he began to look at the winds and the waves and the storm and coronavirus and whatever else was going on, he began to sink. Right. He began to sink. But what the beautiful thing is, mm-hmm. is Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed Peter and saved him and pulled him back up. And that's who Jesus is. He is our healer. In this time. Can I interject something? Yeah, sure. Right down here, before you even start preaching, I wrote eyes on Jesus. Amen. So eyes on Jesus. We were walking around this room that we're in and we were praying before the service. And it was that exact story Amen. that the Holy Spirit just began to minister to me on eyes on Jesus. Amen. And Peter, he, I am Peter said, bid me come. Amen. Right. So he wanted to, he wanted to go out to Jesus on the water. He wanted to, he was the one that there was, there was like 12 of them in the boat. Maybe there was a bunch of them in the boat and Peter's the one who wanted to go out. And he said, bid me come. And so Jesus said, come on, come out. And he, he had the faith to step out of that boat Amen. and onto the water. With eyes on Jesus, Amen. he did the miraculous. He walked Amen. in literally as Jesus was walking. And the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus Amen. and he put him on the storm, that's, right. that's when his problems Amen. really started. And one thing to note is that he didn't, he didn't say... The storm doesn't exist. Mm. I only see Jesus. That's right. The storm existed. The storm was real. That's right. The storm was happening. That's good. So it wasn't it wasn't like a dismissive like what storm? There is no storm. Mm. I have Jesus. Mm. You yeah, know, the storm was there. Mm. But <clears throat> the conversation wasn't about the storm. The focus wasn't mm. on the storm. He didn't he wasn't looking to the storm when his eyes were on Jesus. He Amen. he walked as Jesus walked. And Amen. that is my goal. That Amen. is the goal I want to walk as Amen. Jesus walked. Amen. And the next part of the verse says, <clears throat> says, he fell on his face. This man with leprosy fell on his face. And to me, that is just worshiping Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how do we seek him in this time? What do we do in this time? There are so many amazing things we can do on our phones and with technology. We can find worship songs. I encourage you to find your worship song during this time. Yeah. What is it? Is it raise a hallelujah? Is it a glorious day? Are you ready to be dancing? Because the word to you... Yeah prophetically over this church was to tell Sydney, our worship leader, get some celebration songs yeah. ready to go. This is about, what, two <clears throat> weeks ago? A yeah. week and a half ago? It was before, 
it was kind of before the wave of this really began to hit. Right, and we're like celebration, celebration songs. Like, songs. okay, well, what are we celebrating? Well, guess what? When we all get back together, yeah. physically and gather together in the church, there is going to be a celebration mm -hmm. service. And so it was just God again preparing us. But this, we can spend this time worshiping Him, worshiping Him as our Redeemer, as our Restorer, as our Healer, as our Savior, as again coming King. And I just keep thinking of, "Come, let us adore Him." And you're just like, "Well, that's a Christmas song, you know." I mean, I know that's not the title of the song. I messed that up before, uh, but it's just these lyrics that just resonate. With, "Come, let us adore Him," taking this time to seek Jesus through your times of worship while you're at home. Maybe if you're not working a little bit longer, doing it with the kids, putting on worship music as you're going around. Take this time to worship him and to find that song that you connect with to just be in his presence. It says in implored him, the next part of the verse says, and implored him saying, Lord, this is the man talking, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. <clears throat> so number one, this guy maybe didn't have all the biblical theology exactly right because he asked, you know, are you willing to do? And we know that God's willing to heal. But he, he knew, he says, you can make me clean. You can do this. And so when we put our eyes on Jesus, and it says that, he said that after he saw Jesus, which is interesting. He saw Jesus, his faith began to rise, and he, then he began to say what Jesus was able to do in his life. He said, oh my gosh, you can make me clean. Are you willing to do that? And so many of us, again, in this time, is to take time to read the scripture, to memorize the scripture, to get in God's word, to ask him questions so we can build our biblical foundation and our biblical knowledge of what it is I you know one of the things was like double down your time with the Lord mm -hmm. like why not if you have more time on your hands or even if you don't double time double down the time that you have with the Lord get in the word begin to ask him questions so not just worship him but get in the word I believe that now is a time more than ever we need to be in the word and I think maybe I don't know Sydney maybe you said it this morning during the prayer time whatever it was but this is a time for us to begin to feed ourselves on God's word. It is no longer the time where we can go to church on Wednesdays and Sundays and be able to do these things. Some of you might be watching this later because something you know was going on with your family on a Sunday morning. We have to learn during this time how to feed ourselves with the word of God, how to make that our bread of life, how to make that a habit in our lives. How to be taught of the Holy Spirit. And how to be taught of the Holy Spirit. They say habits take, I don't know, like 21 days or 14 days you know, we got kids home for sure for the next week, and they've already been home for the last week. And so we can, you as a family, as a person, individual, you can begin to make some new habits during this time and take advantage uh, of this time as, and see it more as an opportunity. And you already said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So just yeah. digging in deeper into the word and of God. And this has to be an intentional thing. I mean, we don't grow, there's... We have an enemy, and 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 there's and he provides plenty of distractions, just plenty of distractions. <clears throat> um, and I mean, we've walked through this through our 20 years of being married. You know, you have to set your mind to it. You have to set your mind and say, no, this is the priority, um, and and make it happen. You know, this time with the kids. How many people have said, oh, I wish I had more time to read the Bible with the kids, or I wish that we, I wish, I wish that the kids um, knew more scripture, you know, or we, we, we had more time in the word, or all of these wishes, you know, and it just takes intentionality. It takes saying, okay, no, we're going to set aside this time, and this time is being set aside as holy, and we're going to do this. Amen. Verse 13, Luke 5, verse 13 says, And then he, Jesus, put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. 
And I just want to encourage this man. That is the heart of God. He is willing. Yeah. If you seek him, his hand will reach out and touch you. As you said in the beginning, if you're on, if you're on this, uh, this recording and listening to this on Facebook Live and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you can turn to him right now and say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. I, I believe that you have come to save me of my sins and you died on that cross and you rose again. Now, today is the day of salvation. Right. Not tomorrow. Not, ah, let's see if this passes. No, today is the day of salvation. Jesus was willing. He was willing and he said, I am willing, be cleansed. And if you look at that, he put out his hand and touched him. Jesus is not scared right. of coronavirus. Jesus was not scared of leprosy. Jesus is not scared of your problem. Jesus is not scared of your sin. Jesus is not scared of anything that you're bringing him. He's just asking you to seek him. He's asking you to come and seek him and lay your life down before him. And he will reach out and he will touch you and you will be healed and you will be cleansed. Yeah. And it says after that it says immediately the leprosy left him. Look at that. Jesus, you're seeking God in this time. You're crying out to him. He is willing to come and meet with you. And it says, immediately the leprosy left him. And look at this in verse 14. It says, and he charged him to tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. Immediately it left him. But I would encourage you now, go share your testimony. You can share your testimony, you know, even... In, uh, on Facebook, on our site. Just, you know, put your little testimony in there. Share your testimony with us uh, as a church, as your church family. Reach out to someone. Maybe God's put someone on your heart to reach out and say, God has healed me. Now is the time to encourage people that God is the healer. Reach out and share that testimony with someone and say, you know what? I'm going to reach out to someone and just share them a testimony of what God is doing in my life and what he is, what he is doing in us. And so I just want to just take a moment and pray now, uh, just right in the middle of this before we close before we close this morning. I just want to pray for each and every one of you. And I think you had said, you had kind of a, an urging in your heart that this is not like a time of let's just sit down and relax and pray. Oh, this yeah. is a good, share that with, with everybody. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, so as we pray, I just want to encourage you right now, where you are, to activate like to activate, to participate. So um, I'm going to encourage you right now, you're sitting, you're with family, um, or even if you're, if you're sitting by yourself, I encourage you to sit up. Sit up, get to the edge of your seat. You can stand. If you're together as a family, Ackerman kids, I know you're watching. I know you're all there. <laughs> up and at them, guys. Get up. Um, hold hands. Um, we're going we're gonna to come together. We're going to pray together. And this is a time to activate. It's a time to... Um, put action um, and just come before him. Um, you can sit, you can stand, but I just really felt led that, you know, we are the church. We are coming together. Um, we're seeking him. We're relying on him and he's faithful. I mean, he is as rock solid as, as he says he is. He is, he proves himself day in and day out. He is faithful. He was faithful yesterday. He was faithful a month ago when everything was just peachy and we didn't even know how good it was. Um, he's faithful today when people are struggling. Um, and, and the people of God even, you know, it's the circumstances don't bypass us. You know, um, in the word, you know, it says that storms fall on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. Mm. The church is not immune mm. to the storm. Mm. It's just that we have eyes on Jesus in the midst of the storm. Amen. And then we walk as Jesus walks. We are not immune to the storm. Um, and so I encourage you right now, get up, hold hands. We're going to, we're going to come together, um, in prayer 
and we're going to seek the Lord. Amen. And just right before we pray, <clears throat> verse 15, the last verse I'll read. It says, however, the report went around concerning him all the more. The report went around as Jesus is touching lives. The report just went out. He tried to say because he knew what would happen as the, as the uh, multitudes came. But they came and they came. It says, a great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So as Liz was saying, if, if that's you today, if you've got a need in your life, if you need healing in your life, at, raise your hand right where you are, right where you are right now. If you said, you know what, I need to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life right now. If you say there's a sin in my life that I want to repent for, I want to turn from, just raise your hand right now. Put your hand up wherever you are and we want to pray with you this morning. Heavenly Father, I just know you are working. I know you are working. Father, you are working in our midst. You are working in this time. Father God, you are bringing about revival in our hearts. Yes. In our hearts, Lord. And Father, we know we will see, as you promised, revival in our cities. But this is a time for revival in our hearts right now. A time of preparation for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives. So Father, I ask right now that you begin to touch each person who is raising their hand wherever they are. Whatever their need is, you are all and all for them. Your yes. word says that you are the great I am. Yes. I am whatever it is that you need right now. Jesus is fill in the blank. He is what he needs to be for you, Father. We just thank you that you sent that son, Jesus Christ, for us. Father, I just pray for salvation today. For those who are turning their hearts to you, saying, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If that's you, just say that. I believe in you, Jesus, today. The Bible says as you make that confession, you are saved. You are born again. You are having an, an opportunity now to walk a different life with him by your side. And Father, those who need healing, those who have their hands stretched out, who need physical healing in their body, I pray that you will touch them now in Jesus' name. We are praying and believing for as many or even more miraculous signs and wonders of healing, even as we're not gathered together, Father, than when we are gathered together. And we've seen them. Father, I'm reminded now of the Facebook Live stories that have come in the past where you've healed people during our church services and those who are watching. And so, Father, your hand does not come up short. Your word goes out. So, Father, we ask you now to touch those who have infirmities. Heal those who are sick. Strengthen those bones that need strengthened. Uh, just align those backs and knees that need aligned. Father, we just thank you for it. Father, I just pray for an alignment of necks right now. If you have a neck issue now in Jesus' name, I just pray that you put your hand on your neck and you just ask the Lord now, Jesus, thank you for healing me. Just receive that healing now. Receive that healing now. Thank you, Lord. Tell your body to line up. Thank you, Lord. Line up in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, be cleansed. Thank you, Father. Be cleansed in the name thank of you, Jesus. Father. Father, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. If your hand is raised and you have a relational challenge, emotional challenges, anything that I haven't even mentioned, keep your hand up. Father, you see their hearts. They are seeking you, as the scripture has said. This man who was hurting sought you, and you rewarded him. And so, Father, I ask now that you, that you are just putting your touch on each and every person with their hand up now as they're seeking you. Father, you are ministering to life to them. You are restoring relationships. You are doing it in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Father, I speak peace. Father, I pray for peace. Thank you, Lord. 
rivers of peace into the homes of our of our church family, Father, into the homes of all those who would call upon your name. Thank you. Father, I thank you for the peace of Jesus. Thank you. Peace that is not of this world. Peace that passes understanding. Peace for provision. Peace for healing. Peace against fear. Peace, Father. Peace in Jesus' name. That the storm will be stilled in the name of Jesus. Peace be still. Jesus, we crown you king. King of kings. You reign, Father, here in this place. In our hearts, Father, we crown you king. Father, and we seek you with all diligence. All diligence. Father, our casual, our casual and our 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 casual nature toward this of yesterday is of no account. Today we seek you. Today we are diligent. Today we press aside everything that would distract us from you. And we press into you. We press into your word like never before. We press into worship as never before. We press into who you are. We press into who you are. And we lift you up. We lift you up. And we put our eyes on you, Father. We will not be deterred. We will not be deterred. We will not be pulled away by fear. We will not be pulled away by fear. We press into the presence of Almighty God. We do not look to the past. We look to the future and we look to Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are the God of this word, that you are who you say you are, that you will do what you say you will do. We trust in you. We trust in you because you are faithful. We trust in you because you are trustworthy. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this time together. As we've gathered in a different way this week, that you have been with us, your presence has been with us. And Father, I just pray for each family, each person who's watching, that you will fill them with all hope and joy and peace. That's right, in believing, Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a quick uh, scripture I want to read as a benediction over uh, our church and our church family. It says, Romans 15, 13, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's our prayer for you this week. And just... You know, as this time of having a little extra time, we've challenged you in a lot of ways this morning. But the last thing I want to leave you with is is to read out loud Psalm 91 in your house, over your family, every single day. Just read it out loud for as long as the Lord wants us to go do that. I know we can say I'm standing on Psalm 91. I'm standing on Psalm 91. Well, do you know Psalm and 91? And do you know Psalm 91? <laughs> I know a couple verses in Psalm 91. No, I'm, I mean, memorize the whole thing if you want. It's actually not that long. Uh, of a, it's of a, 16 verses, and on this Bible memory app and my verses app, I think it's on my verses app, I have it. Yeah. I just have it because I don't know it word for word. Right. I'm going to know it word for word. And so I just encourage you to read Psalm 91 out loud uh, over your family each and every day this week and even into next week. And we'll keep you updated with more information as things progress. Uh, at the very least, we will see you uh, here on Facebook Live next Sunday. And if anything changes in any way, shape, or form, we'll certainly let you know and reach out in the ways we reach out. So thank you for joining us today. We love you guys. Love you guys. Have a wonderful afternoon. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. See ya.